So I'm a father of one. I gotta find a babysitter. I found care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. Good morning. It's Thursday, December 12th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. I'm Connor Tapp, and today on the podcast, we're bringing in 24-7 sports national college football writer and transfer portal guru, Chris Hummer, to catch us up on the latest happenings with the NCAA's transformative innovation in player movement. Chris, this time last year, we were dealing with the very first offseason of the transfer portal era. What changes have you seen in player behavior between last offseason and this offseason when it comes to how they're handling the portal? Yeah, I think there's definitely a little more caution nationwide in terms of how people handle the portal. Last year was kind of a bonanza because there was two things going on. First, it was the first time anybody ever dealt with the transfer portal. And then second, um, it kind of seemed for a little while there that waivers were just being handed out like candy. I think people kind of got the impression if they left, hired a lawyer, and then had even a reasonable case um, to put forth the NCAA, um, those waiver claims would be processed. And those waiver claims were hitting at like a almost 80% rate for a little while there last year. But those numbers have dropped significantly in the time since. And I think when you kind of combine those two things together and the NCAA's um, hard cap of 25 scholarship limitations for people, I think you're seeing um, a little less movement than we saw last year. There's still a ton of people in the portal. I believe the first day after the regular season ended, there were like 80 FBS players who jumped in. But I think on the whole, we're seeing a little less high profile movement, perhaps, and a little less general movement than we did last year at this time. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because last season when we were in the midst of that frenzy, there were a lot of calls to change the rules, maybe scale back the uh, permissiveness, I guess, of the portal and make it somewhat more difficult to enter. But you kind of seen people kind of look at the portal and what the possibilities are for them through it and kind of make the decision on their own that, hey, maybe I need to be a little bit more careful, make sure I've got my moves planned out, which... I mean, maybe part of that is down to the fact that an aspect of the portal that maybe should be talked more about more than it is, is that as soon as you enter the portal, the, the school that you are currently at has the option of pulling your scholarship. And that's kind of created some interesting uh, eff- effects, it seems like, uh, a point raised by Shay Dixon of Go247 and the Go247 podcast when he was on our show last Friday in Atlanta was that, you know, one of the big selling points of the portal was it kind of eliminated that informal network of like the way before, like the way you got a transfer done was your high school coach knew a coach at another school and you kind of worked that relationship and found a place to land. Well, this was kind of supposed to open it up, but because you, um, because you, this, your current school can't pull that scholarship, 
and then creates a situation where you kind of have to work all of that out beforehand using those same networks that were leaned on heavily before um, in order to actually figure out where you might go before you actually put your name in the portal. Is that is is Shay's perspective on that kind of what you're seeing too? Yeah, I think there's definitely some there's definitely something to that. In the case of I think Jake Bentley is an excellent case to look at. Obviously, Jake has a wider network in terms of uh, potential coaches and people he knows due to his kind of father's presence in college football. But mm. at the same time, we saw Jake Bentley announce that he was going to leave, I believe, last week. And then I believe five days later, he had already announced that he would transfer to Utah. Um, that does not happen unless there were um, some quiet back channel rings in the back end. As soon as Jake announced, I think there was a pretty good idea that he would end up at a Utah or potentially Duke uh, for his final years of college eligibility. And obviously, some of that maneuvering can happen when you just look at the depth chart. But there are always going to be parents or trainers or assistant coaches talking to high school coaches, working back channels in this situation. And I think in a lot of cases, especially for high-profile players who might be potentially giving up a scholarship at a school where they could kind of sit and continue to develop, those back-channel kind of conversations are really important because they prevent you from kind of being left in the dark once you enter the portal. I've talked to parents of players who were really highly-ranked recruits, Army All-Americans, and they entered the portal uh, kind of midway through the season after kind of um, not having the chance to play early in their careers. And they've been kind of shocked by the lack of interest they've drawn. And uh, they can't return to school. Um, in this case, like the coaching staff cleared out their locker and uh, told them they had to leave by the end of the semester. So there's, there's certainly a risk. And I think these back channel kind of conversations that always happen in college football, whether it's coaching searches or transfer processes or recruiting, uh, mean that in these situations, you can kind of uh, give yourself a little bit of a safety net or a little bubble when you enter the transfer portal eventually because you know there are already people interested in you. Hmm. Are there any interesting team-level storylines as it concerns the portal that stand out, whether we're talking about high-profile players coming in or expected to come in or the possibility that they'll come in or or a bunch of players deciding to leave a team all at once like we kind of saw with Virginia Tech last year? Yeah, I think... And on that last note, I think the most interesting thing this season so far is Stanford's had four starters enter the portal within the last week. I think we look wow. at Stanford as like kind of the epitome of stability under David Shaw. I mean, you get a great degree there. Um, the weather's nice in Palo Alto. You could do a lot worse. And that's a program we've kind of seen as a consistent measure out on the West Coast the last decade. But Stanford obviously slipped some this year. There have been rumors about David Shaw to the NFL kind of in back channel. Um, situations and uh the reporting through people who cover the nfl and what we've seen is four three starters off the defense and a starting offensive lineman enter the transfer portal and it's it's a little shocking to see that kind of movement from stanford a lot of these guys have their degree so they're looking to finish their careers elsewhere but like stanford is not a place in the past where you'd look to leave so that one's uh that one's really stood out to me and i think like at schools like utah which we talked about already adding jake bentley have really identified a need early and kind of gone after that need. So they're going to lose um, a all-pack 12 passer and Tyler Huntley after the season. And what Utah did was they went and grabbed a graduate transfer to kind of take his place and Jake Bentley. And they also added Peyton Powell, who's a uh, 
top-rated signee in Baylor's 2019 class in the transfer portal to kind of add to that quarterback depth in addition to Cameron Rising, who came from Texas a season ago to Utah. So you've seen Utah kind of restock its quarterback room exclusively through the transfer portal almost. So I think mm. as we move forward, especially with some of these teams that might have quarterback questions at season ends like LSU, I think that's one to watch like from a quarterback perspective that we're going to see these teams sp target specific needs, and it'll be interesting to see um, how quickly that moves once that kind of gets started. Well, Chris, any other trends you're noticing as our kind of person with his mouth to the fire hose on this uh, NCAA transfer portal? Yeah, I think there's always a couple things to watch out for. I think the main one is that there are less players than ever kind of jumping in there, but there's always going to be graduate transfer quarterbacks. And I think in the past we've seen that the positions of need that you're going to see most frequently pop up are you're going to see a lot of wide receivers. We've seen that already with Justin Shorter and a guy named, a guy named Theo Howard, who is a wide receiver from UCLA, who was their leading receiver in 2018 in the portal. There's always going to be defensive linemen, and you're usually going to be able to find corners. But positions like running back are never really particularly highly sought after. Offensive line, on the other hand, is something that teams have really kind of jumped in on um, from that perspective. So those are the kind of the positions I'd watch out for overall. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm missing something. There's so much going on with the portal right now. But those are kind of my main thoughts early on. Sure. Yeah. Well, Chris, if... I'm a college football fan who wants to keep up with what's going on in the transfer portal on a daily basis. What are some ways I could leverage the tools offered by 24-7 Sports to help me achieve that? Yeah, everything transfer portal you could want is at 24-7 Sports. Um, we obviously have the transfer portal itself that tracks all transfer portal movement. It's updated almost hourly this time of year. Um, I have a running article of Power 5 transfers that's updated by the date they entered and where they go. That's up to edit every day. 24-7 um, Sports just introduced the 24-7 uh, Sports crystal ball for transfers, which takes our feature uh, for predicting where high school players are going to go and applies it to transfers. Um, I put in a transfer crystal ball today, actually. So those tools, mm -hmm. plus um, we have our Twitter account, uh, the 24-7 Sports tw portal Twitter account that tweets almost every single person who goes in the portal. So any way you could want transfer portal coverage, we've got you covered at 24-7 Sports. All right, Chris Hummer covers college football and the transfer portal, which uh, that last bit is now Twitter profile official um, uh, for 24-7 sports. So you can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. Chris, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the College Football Daily. On Wednesday, Florida State lost the commitment of four-star quarterback Jeff Sims. Sims committed to former FSU head coach Willie Taggart in February. If new head coach Mike Norvell fails to find a replacement for Sims, it will mean that the Seminoles have failed to sign any underclassman quarterback since February of 2017. Last year, Sam Howell flipped from FSU to UNC during the early signing period. Speaking of Willie Taggart, Florida Atlantic has hired the recently fired FSU head coach to replace Lane Kiffin. Taggart had been connected to the USF vacancy before the Bulls landed on Clemson co-offensive coordinator Jeff Scott. With Mike Bobo's move to South Carolina's offensive coordinator firmed up on Tuesday, Colorado State announced fired Boston College head coach Steve Adazio as Bobo's replacement. And with Eli Drinkwitz formally introduced at Missouri on Tuesday, Appalachian State announced the permanent appointment of interim head coach Sean Clark. Finally today, Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin is the latest underclassman to declare for the NFL Draft. For a full list of underclassmen who've entered the draft, search NFL Draft Underclassmen 24-7 Sports. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Trey Scott, Chris Hummer, and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Star quarterback Jeff Sims. Sims committed to former FSU head coach Willie Taggart in February. If new head coach Mike Norvell fails to find a replacement for Sims, it will mean that the Seminoles have failed to sign any underclassman quarterback since February of 2017. Last year, Sam Howell flipped from FSU to UNC during the early signing period. Speaking of Willie Taggart, Florida Atlantic has hired the recently fired FSU head coach to replace Lane Kiffin. Taggart had been connected to the USF vacancy before the Bulls landed on Clemson co-offensive coordinator Jeff Scott. With Mike Bobo's move to South Carolina's offensive coordinator firmed up on Tuesday, Colorado State announced fired Boston College head coach Steve Adazio as Bobo's replacement. And with Eli Drinkwitz formally introduced at Missouri on Tuesday, Appalachian State announced the permanent appointment of interim head coach Sean Clark. Finally today, Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin is the latest underclassman to declare for the NFL Draft. For a full list of underclassmen who've entered the draft, search NFL Draft Underclassmen 24-7 Sports. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Trey Scott, Chris Hummer, and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Sun. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.